Wohl sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Stinking Paul's podcast. Scott here. Good afternoon. We're still in lockdown. It's a bit weird. Paul's here. Hello. Hello. This is a bit strange. You've been allowed to enter my social bubble. I have. What what a privilege it is. (laughs) This is the first time we've actually sat in the same room. Oh my God. Minimum 12 weeks. Yeah. Got to be because lockdown's been going on 12 weeks. So it's got to be longer than that because you, you recorded... A month before, possibly. Yeah, I can't I, remember. I, I think what we in June. It'd be yeah, four months, I'd say. Since yeah, we were last in the same room. But we've we've managed to put out a few episodes. Yeah, sorry about the quality. <laughs> could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. So we kept we've kept you know in contact. We've kept putting stuff out there. It's a bit weird. I mean, you've got lockdown here. I have, yes. I, I've gone the other way. I've got no hair whatsoever. <laughs> it's affected us all in different ways. I'm starting um, to feel like I'm back in the 70s. <laughs> we just said, you know, oh, it'll be over in a couple of weeks or whatever. It's, it's no end in sight is there at the moment. Mm, no, I mean, slightly relaxed. You can go out a bit more, but yeah, I think it'll be a long time before... Anything goes back to normal. Any sense of normality is resumed. City World are opening soon, aren't they? I saw something about some of the cinemas are going to... What are you going to do? Sit once every three seats? But I mean, you've got to consider the rows in front as well. I mean, you can't have people behind you or in front of you, can you? Every other row and every other seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But then... You know, what are they doing? The foyer and the toilets? And but is there any movies to be released? Yeah, that's the other thing as well. You, you and I like a new release. Yeah. And there's nothing out there at the moment, no. is there? Absolutely nothing. No. <laughs> not, not even coming through from three months ago because nothing no. was released three months ago. <laughs> no. I mean, they've started putting some of the release dates forward and they've announced like the new date for the James Bond and stuff haven't they now yeah because that was supposed to come out a couple of weeks ago wasn't it was it? supposed to come out literally the, the week of lockdown wasn't it I yeah because we booked a day off to go and see it <laughs> didn't we <laughs> so there's you know they're very optimistic that I think October November they're going to get an audience yeah yeah I, I drive in cinemas have been able to open apparently yeah not like there's any around here but we don't have them. It's not a no. It's not a UK thing, is it? Really, you know, the well, Luna, I think, is yeah, the one, you, isn't it? You don't want to watch them through windscreen wipers, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. I mean, we'd planned today to record in the garden, possibly, if we had to, because we didn't know to extent what extent these rules were going to affect us. Yeah. And literally, what an hour before you were due to turn up? Yeah, there was a thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. <laughs> 
I'd bought some lapel microphones to, you know, so that we could sit there with. I even bought wind muffs to go on the microphones. <laughs> like a muff. <laughs> and there he is sitting on the table. So we are sitting opposite ends of a table. Even though, we, strictly speaking, we don't have to, do we? That's no. what you were saying to me. We don't have to. Are you watching more movies since all this shit's been going on? Um. I go through fits and starts. I've watched yeah. quite a few movies the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I think probably because I've just been bored of everything <laughs> else that I've been doing. Xbox and uh, working from home, allegedly. Yeah, um, oh, working from home is great. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. I'm, I'm quite happy with working from home. <laughs> um, but yeah, I strange thing is I bought myself an exercise bike a couple of weeks ago. Now this is news to me. Okay, cool. Ah, there you go. Um, because I might have got a little bit of lockdown belly. Oh, join the club, mate. <laughs> um, so, when I've been on it, I put something on the TV and I plonk the bike right in front of the TV. Okay. So it takes your mind off... Cheeseburger what... in one end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I've watched... Uh, a few films whilst doing that and um, yeah old favourites or new movies or um, strange I've been watching a few Avengers movies because one um, Civil War was on TV a few weeks ago yeah. and I happened to watch that so the next day I was like I looked up what's next and it was Doctor Strange Oh, of course it was. Which yeah. is a yeah. great movie. Yeah. So I put that on. I got the yeah. Blu-ray of that, put that on, and watched a few of those. And and just the two films we're doing today, um, I watched both of them, most of which on an exercise bike. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for the occasional traffic, by the way. We've got the windows open, because even though we are avoiding this thunderstorm, it is still bloody warm out there, so we need it the window is, open. Yeah. So. Not that much traffic, but there's enough just to... There we go, yeah. As if by magic. Yeah, a van <laughs> appeared. Yeah, I went through a phase of, like, being so restless, I couldn't sit and watch a 90-minute movie, mm-hmm. let alone a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour one. So I went back and sort of rediscovered some old sitcoms and TV dramas, and I've got Britbox, so I've been, like, dipping into that. Yeah. Because I don't watch TV. I've been rarely. watching NCIS. You always watch that anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I've been... I rewatched it from the start. Oh, brilliant! Right? And that's on Amazon. They've got fourteen seasons. So is, is it twenty-three, twenty-four a season? Oh, blimey! And I'm right. No, no, hmm? I'm on season fourteen. Proper binge watcher. So <laughs> <laughs> right. I can download. There's another two or three seasons after that. So but then, don't you watch some of the others like the CSIs and that as well? Um, I'll, NCIS, I've got another two. There's New Orleans and um, LA. See, they all meld into one for me. What's the one with Ted Danson? No, that was CSI. That's CSI. What's the one with Gary Sinise? That was CSI New York. So who's in NCIS? NCIS (laughs) is Mark Harmon. Yep. NCIS LA is um, LL Cool J. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and NCIS New Orleans is Scott Bakula. There you go. Still not going to watch it. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm the man who hasn't seen an episode of The Sopranos, for God's sake. Oh, really? 
people are really surprised when I tell them that, and everybody says, "You've got to watch it. You've got to." Watch it. I was late to it. Admittedly, yeah. I was probably ten years after, and I started watching one and just fell in love with it. It's this a- is the thing. It's a big commitment because it's ninety episodes, I think. Yeah. And the Wire is the other one I've been told. No, not not seen that. Yeah. So yeah, I may get round to it. You know, I'm, I started watching Friends from the beginning of all things. The other yeah, day. I've been watching a few of them. Channel Five have been yeah. showing quite a it's lot. Only, it's only because it's in the end, you know, without any adverts or whatever, they're twenty minutes. Yeah, that's it. And it's... for somebody at the moment that is so restless with what's going on and can't sit still, twenty minutes will do. Where you're sitting having yeah. a cup of tea first thing in the morning or something, and you can still look at your phone or look at your computer, and you're not missing much. Yeah, <laughs> you're not missing Citizen Kane, are you, mate? For God's sake, no, <laughs> definitely not. So you watch both of these movies. What we're doing, we're recording two shows today, this afternoon, uh, splitting them up like we normally do. Uh, both from 1973. Which, just coincidentally. I think what it was, when you selected yours, I had a choice of about four or five, and one of mine happened to be 1973, and I thought, well, well let's let's do a 73 double bill. The first movie for this particular episode is Badlands, Yep. and then next week will be Paper Moon. Both of which you hadn't seen. Correct. I hadn't seen Badlands. I think that's possibly a first for us to to both watch a film that for this. That we both hadn't seen. Yeah. Do you know what I think it might be? It's very, very unusual. I think it might be, yeah. Because we normally pick something we're quite familiar with or something mm. we're going to be comfortable talking about or something that's like, you've got to see this, you know, telling the other person to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's take a break. We'll play the trailer and we'll go straight into Badlands. Trailer. 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 He was 25 years old. He combed his hair like James Dean. He was very fastidious. People who littered bothered him. She was 15. She took music lessons and could twirl a baton. I'm Kiet. I'm not keeping you from anything important, am I? No. She wasn't very popular at school. For a while, they lived together in a treehouse. In 1959, they murdered a lot of people. Of course, I had to keep all this a secret from my dad. He would have had a fit since Kit was 10 years older than me and came from the wrong side of the track, so-called. I don't want you to hang around anymore. I don't want to see you again. Understand? Then, sure enough, Dad found out I'd been running around behind his back. He was madder than I'd ever seen him. He made me take extra music lessons every day after school and wait there till he came to pick me up. He said that if the piano didn't keep me off the streets, maybe the clarinet would. My girl Holly and I decided to kill ourselves the same way I did her dad. Nobody's coming out of this thing happy, especially not us. I can't deny we've had fun, though. We hid out in the wilderness, down by a river in a grove of cottonwoods. It being the flood season, we built our house in the trees. We planned a huge network of tunnels under the forest floor, and our first order of business every morning was to decide on a new password. He 
He gave me lectures on how a gun works, how to take it apart and put it back together again in case I had to carry on without him. He said that if the devil came at me, I could shoot him with a gun. Hey. Listen to your parents and teachers. They got a line on most things, so don't treat them like enemies. There's always an outside chance you can learn something. Try to keep an open mind. Try to understand the viewpoints of others. I think I got them. I don't know. Well, I'm not going down there and look. Consider the minority opinion. But try to get along with the majority of opinion once it's accepted. Of course, Holly and I have had fun, even if it has been rushed. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got caught. Excuse the grammar. So that's Badlands, released on the 5th of January 1974 in Brazil. Okay. That's what IMDb are highlighting, is the Brazilian release date. Why? I don't know. They do this sometimes. It was made in 1973, so it must have been released in the US in 73. Directed by Terence Malick, starring Martin Sheen, Sissy Spacek, Warren Oates is in there as well. There is a very poor synopsis, which I'm going to read out, because it's... Unless you've got one... No, no, no. There's a really poor one on IMDb. It says, An impressionable teenage girl from a dead-end town and her older greaser boyfriend embark on a killing spree in the South Dakota Badlands. That was about as much as I knew yeah. about the movie, and I knew that Martin Sheen was in it, I knew Sissy Spacek was in it, I knew it was Terence Malick's first movie, I think. Yes, yeah. It was always one that I was aware of, I think you were, but we just it's just one of the films that you think, nah, I'll get around to watching that later, sort of thing. Yeah, I'd heard very little about it. Um, mm. Obviously, I chose it because a few weeks back we had um, Sissy Spacek and Carrie and yeah. really enjoyed her performance so mm-hmm. wanted to see more of her around about that age yep Badlands has got such a high rating on IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and everything and it, it it's so critically acclaimed I wanted to see what they were on about what's the fuss all about yeah hmm we'll get to that <laughs> I've got a funny feeling I know where this conversation's going to go. I've I've got a a feeling this is Taxi Driver all over again for me, but go on. (laughs) Um, By the way, you've made notes as well. First time in seven years and 80 plus episodes. Especially for (laughs) this, because I couldn't be asked to bring my laptop with me because I couldn't be sure that going home drunk I'd remember it. the real reason well, I wasn't going to sell it if you left it here for good <laughs> oh you wouldn't get any money for it uh, no just a few prompters um, yeah it, it in, was in, initial thoughts go on just initial thoughts is I, I can't I can and I can't see why it got the critical acclaim mm-hmm. thought the acting in it was very emotional Emotional less. Emotionless. Yes. Emotion. Emotion. Yes. That's the one. Yeah. (laughs) It lacked emotion. (laughs) Um it was very just cold. Yeah, there's one particular bit I'm gonna talk about that was very cold, but yeah, yeah. Um obviously that's the way it was directed to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't criticize the actors for not 
putting the emotion in because that's that's the way the whole film was portrayed. Yeah, the way the script dictated it. Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah. But again, it surprised me how people critics latched onto that as being a positive of the movie. Yeah. There's there's certain scenes where coldness would have been great to mm-hmm. see if it was just on its own if like there'd been emotion up until that point and then in one of the killings it was stone cold you'd yeah. think oh that's that's pretty good that yeah but all the way through it, it portrayed um holly sargis sissy spacex character mm-hmm. as quite dumb or coming across quite slow this is the problem well not the problem but the thing that stood out for me we get a glimpse of the fact that she doesn't get on with her father he killed her dog for god's sake right that was shocking because it was just very fact wasn't it very rarely do you get a movie where you see a pet being killed yeah but it's also the way she said it happened and then he took the dog out and shot it or something she just says in this casual manner so we know that she hasn't got this brilliant relationship with her father, but it's not emphasised at all. You know, there's no other indications to a certain degree. But the minute that Martin Sheen kills Warren Oates, kills her dad, mm. her reaction is just nothing. Yeah, not not, not as much as a, you shouldn't have done that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it's just like, oh, oh what are we going to do now? Is it because she's so much in love with him? Did she hate her father that much? Because there's no indication of this at all. Or is it because she is so emotionally closed off exactly. that it doesn't affect her? She has no empathy. She has no... No radar for no. these sort of things, yeah. Um, I mean, some of your notes is to do with the, the real-life case. I mean, is there any reflection of this at all? Because wasn't she 14 in real life or something? Do you want me to go through it? You're Mr. Trivia. Tell us tell us the real story about Right, the, the real story, even though it was denied when this first came out, yeah. um, the, the, the whole movie was based on a couple, um, Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Folgate. Mm-hmm. And this is back in 57, end of 57, start of 58. Okay, yeah. And you can tell that from the movie, even though it's mm. made in the 70s, you can tell it's It's dated. like rock and roll era, just yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Starkweather was 19. Yep. So he's younger than Martin Sheen's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caroline Folgate was 13 when they first met. Right. Introduced by Carol's sister, who had previously dated right. Starkweather. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's fucked up for a start with. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you, but maybe my 13-year-old sister might. (laughs) Strange. The murders started slightly differently to the film. Uh, Charles Starkweather, he murdered a garage attendant. Right. Okay, so there was a garage petrol station in the film, but that was after, that was when they were on the run. That's right, yeah. This is before that. Mm. He apparently went to... um, a petrol station to and he wanted a soft cuddly toy thing obviously mm. to give to Caroline because she's only 13 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um, the owner wouldn't let him have it on tick on credit right okay yeah and he went back two or three times 
causing issues till he finally went back with a gun and Just shot like a cuddly toy and yep. killed him. Yep. Okay. Um, so a little while after that, he killed... Right, so the family setup was slightly different. Carol Ann lived at home with her mother and stepfather. Oh, right, okay. So her mum was alive in real life. Okay, yeah. yeah. He killed her mother and stepfather and strangled and stabbed their two-year-old daughter to death. So this is the girl's sister? Yeah, their half-sister. Half-sister, because it's stepfather, right. Yeah. He strangled and stabbed the two-year-old? To death, after shooting the parents. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They remained in the house for five days after this happened. Yeah. And only left after the grandmother raised the alarm because they couldn't get in touch with her daughter. Yep. Um, they then drove to a family friend in ne- Bennett, Nebraska, mm-hmm. where he shotgunned the uh, person to, in the head <laughs> and killed the dog. So I don't know if that dog was put in there. As, as a, as, yeah, a reflection as a, of the yeah. real story. Who knows? Yeah. So they then flee that area. Yeah. And they abandoned the vehicle because they obviously knew it was being mm. traced. On a deserted lane, two teenagers stopped to give them a lift. Startweather forced them to drive back to Bennett in Nebraska Yep. into a storm drain, uh, shot the male in the back of the head, attempted to rape the female, but couldn't. Right. Um, so shot her. And then... The rest of it is pretty much as the film where they finally got caught up and arrested. Well, to my my way of thinking, that is a far more interesting. That would story. be a film made now. Yeah, they would actually. I, I, yeah, it wouldn't have got past the the censorship back then, would it? But then they're they're saying that it, you know there are certain people or certain parts of the filmmaking crew are saying well it wasn't actually based on this at all or loosely based. Well, that. that I say they said when they it first came out it wasn't based on it, but they later admitted that it was. Oh right, okay. There is one much much more famous film that was based on this. I've got a funny feeling because watching this, I tell and you, what it reminded me of. Go for it. The one with Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis, uh, Natural Born Killers. Correct. Is that more? I spotted it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so was that based on that was this based, true story? Based around on it, yeah. But then that's set in modern days. Yeah, I, I mean, times, it, it, it? Yeah. it's just yeah. taken that. Now, watching that, I thought, well, this, this is a bit Natural Born Killers. Yeah. It's not Bonnie and Clyde, it's more Natural Born No, it's yeah. because, especially to do with the the girl being so much younger. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a interesting story. Yeah, it's <laughs> a horrible story. Yeah. And, and they, why is it not so well... Well, then again, I suppose... It, I say, it was the in the, the garage... <laughs> attendant was killed in late 57 mm. and the actual killing spree itself didn't start till sort of january 58 okay and it was within it you know the bit in the film where they're living in the woods and it seems quite a long time that they're living in the woods must have been because what they would got set up there you know? but no i mean the actual killings were in a very short space of time a month or two yeah yeah so it literally two or three months 11 people they killed total and what was the outcome for Uh, them in real life well unlike in this one where it went to 
or he admitted doing everything and she didn't get any time whatsoever. Mm. I think it goes where Starkweather originally said that the girl had nothing to do with any of them. Mm -hmm. But he changed his story about three or four times whilst in custody. And eventually, even though he said that she didn't do it, they didn't believe him. So he got the death penalty. Yep. And she got something like 20, 30 years in prison. I suppose she's a and, minor, isn't she? And I she? believe she's still alive today. It's possible. Born um, in 1950 or whatever, you know, yeah. like mid-50s. Well, sorry, uh, mid-40s, yeah. Yeah, she'll be late 70s, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you watch a movie like this, you think, oh, yeah, interesting story in that. And then you think, no, this was based on a worst yeah, or a better, depending on yeah. the <laughs> On the whole, did you enjoy this film? Did you like it? I did. Yeah, it's one you... I think you think more about afterwards than actually when you're watching the film. Exactly. It was After watching, I thought, OK, I'll tick that off my list now. It's been on there forever. I mean, Charlie sent in a little comment on Facebook. It's on his bucket list, and he really should see this because yeah. that falls totally in the sort of movies. Yeah, that I me think and Charlie, Charlie would used to really love this film. Yeah. yeah, it's that whole Easy Riders raging bull period that we talk about quite often, sixty-nine to eighty, um, when you get all these emerging new Hollywood directors coming out, and it's a perfect example of of what should be covered in that genre or that era. And I came out of it thinking. Okay, well, it's another one off the list. I, I sort of enjoyed it. I, I didn't drift off. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But since I watched it, I think it was Friday evening I watched it, and we're now Wednesday afternoon. Little bits keep coming back to me. Yeah. And just talking to you then even more, and I'm thinking, actually, I could watch that again. Yeah. I, I think I think it might be one of those films that you appreciate more on a second watch. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go through the whole taxi driver thing that, you know, I've watched it four times and <laughs> I still don't get it. I don't think this is a case of I don't get it. I think it's a case of, right, you want to watch this this time and just look out for certain things because the cinematography in this was... Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's difficult not to make this look good considering the landscapes it was being filmed mm. in. You know, those huge sort of like open farmlands and, and the backdrops, even in the, you know, they say where they camp out in the forest and stuff. Yeah. Incredible. That that I think is the bit that's talked about the most. I don't think it's the storyline. I think mm. people remember it's Terrence Malick's first film. Yes, and he comes up with this, you know, and it's. I, I think it's one that I may have to go back to very soon. I mean, there's certain certain scenes in there that are so like blasé and mm. sort of. Oh, by the way, sort of when they first yeah. had sex, when <laughs> you, you didn't even know it, and she just went. <laughs> Is that what's supposed to happen? <laughs> it's like, and you have to think, oh, yeah, they have. They've yeah. Just, they just <laughs> it is all very matter-of-fact, isn't yeah. it, a lot of it. But as you say, is it because they are both emotionally stunted? Or, yeah. You know, they, they, they are still kids anyway, even though they're not portraying a 13-year-old and a 19-year-old. I mean, they were 15 and 25 in the film. In the film, That's right, they okay. they portrayed yeah. as, yeah. Yeah, because he was a garbage collector, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, which, again, just suddenly came and back. And apparently his character was a 
Korean War vet or Vietnam vet or something. What, in this movie? Yeah. Doesn't mention that. It would be Korea, wouldn't it? Um, well, 75 could be Vietnam. Oh, no, because this is set in 57. Yeah, yeah Korea. Yeah. Korea, wouldn't it? When hearing that or reading that, I was like, oh, that makes a bit more sense with the bit in the woods and the traps and the guns. It's a bit Rambo almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Actually, I was thinking, oh, a few years on, apocalypse now. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> Did you spot quite early on when she's been forbidden from seeing him Mm-hmm. Um, and she is standing inside her house at the kitchen window and looks out and sees two boys playing underneath a lamppost. Not that I can remember, but yeah, go on. It was a very small scene. They're just mm-hmm. playing around the lamppost. It was Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Their very first screen performance. So you are the king of trivia. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a road movie. It's... Yeah. I, I've got to say... Right. They knew how to build cars with suspension on in the 50s because they were driving off-road, and I mean off-road, weren't they, just across these fields. <laughs> and that car just kept on going, didn't it? We'll be talking more about cars and driving off-road in our mm, next film as well. Yes, we're going a back even further there. to the 30s. In this <laughs> but, yeah, that car was just bouncing along. Yeah, but then again, those cars were only 20 years old back then. 50, 50s car being filmed in the seventies. Yeah, it's not like today. You wouldn't you wouldn't do that with a car built in the mid fifties. Be seventy years old now. You wouldn't, wouldn't dare. I wouldn't do it. A car built nineteen nineties. <laughs> Some Ford Escort going across. <laughs> the scene that's sort of lodged in the back of my head, and I'm, I'm still, well, not trying to fathom it out, but I'm trying to remember it properly. Is when they leave the woods, they end up on a farm. Am I right? I'm trying to remember this. And now. they end up at Cato's, don't they? Cato, right. Which I, I wouldn't say it's a farm. It's just a, a little shack in the middle of a huge field. But yeah, it could yeah. be classed as a farm. And there's a scene where, I keep wanting to say Charlie Sheen because he looks so much like yeah. Charlie Sheen, where Martin Sheen walks Cato out into the field. Yeah. And they go off into the distance. Oh, and the girlfriend, the, the couple turn up. That, I believe, this was it. Mm. is from the original story yeah. of the couple that, offered them a lift right. I think that's why they were brought in there because it says about it in in real life he killed them in a storm drain and that was a storm cellar that he locked them in wasn't it yes well what I thought was going to happen you get this scene where obviously Martin Sheen is armed and he takes the the, the fella from this couple and they're walking across this field yeah. and following about 20 paces behind Sissy Spacek and the girlfriend Yes. And again, all matter of fact, they're just yeah. talking like two two young girls would be chatting away yeah. about. I can't even remember what they say, but there's something they say that's just like just not related to the situation. And as Martin Sheen and this other guy are walking further and further away, I just thought, Do you know what's gonna happen? You're just gonna see him pick up the gun and shoot him in the head or something, the bloke's just gonna drop. Yeah. That would be something that would be done in a modern day movie, like you said. I see, yeah, that they Obviously, at that time, they had to be careful about how the deaths portrayed because that particular scene ends mm. with him asking them both to go down into the cellar, mm. which he locks. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to let them live. Yeah. But then he finds a little gap, mm. fires two shots down. Yeah. Which, if he was lucky, he might have got one of them. 
There's no yeah, way. There's, there's no sure he way. Yeah, he got both of them <laughs> shooting in the same place. I think he, that was a bit of bravado, wasn't it? It was yeah. just like showing off the yeah, bang bang, sissy spacek. Look at yeah. this sort of thing. Again, it was just so blasé. It's just oh, just happened to kill him. Yeah, like when he shot Kato because. Yeah, Kato came out and went, oh, I've just got to go back to the car to get something. See, again, you've just reminded me of that because I'm trying to think, how did that resolve it? But it didn't, because he twigged, didn't he? he was yeah, just, oh, yeah. He, he, he certainly sussed out, things ain't right here, things ain't going to work out too good for me. And he starts going back. Is he going to go and get a shovel or something? Yeah. Because he said there's gold coins or... That's right, yes. He in, said in there the was fields. gold found in the fields. In yeah. the fields. So he goes back, so I'm just going to get a shovel and then, yeah, and then Martin Sheen ends up shooting him in the... That's yeah. right, because he goes back to the house and he's sitting on the bed, been wounded. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as if, like, he held no anger to them or whatever <laughs> and they didn't finish they him off in, or whatever. They just talking to no. him. <laughs> Must sting a bit. You know, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That was the thing that struck me this this time round. I think if I was to watch it again, I don't think I'd be focusing on the fact that there's this whole detachment. I will be probably focusing more on the cinematography, the acting. I mean, you couldn't fault the acting in this. No. I mean, Sissy Space, this is the main reason you chose it. Yeah, I, I think she's fantastic. And she's younger than she was in Carrie, obviously. Yeah, I think she would have been... She would have still been in her 20s. That's what I mean, she's moment. still not a kid. She's yeah. still... <laughs> Towards the end, when they when he got caught, or when they got caught, yeah, um, and he was almost making friends with all the army guys and all the yeah. police. Even that bit is quite true. Mm. Apparently, when he after he'd get arrested and got incarcerated for a little time before he's put to death, he did communicate well with everyone and have a yeah. laugh with everyone, and became almost well liked. If you can like someone that's killed 11 people because <laughs> I've just remembered as well like Warren Oates the father he's a sign painter isn't he he's a, yes and isn't there a thing with one of those not a kaleidoscope but those 3D viewer things yeah um, what are they called stereoscopes yeah yeah because that features a couple of times yeah he's using it to recall a painting when he's making a painting that was it and then she it's one of the things she takes after they yeah. killed her father isn't it for a first-time watch, I mean, all I can say, I'm intrigued. It's, it's, it's. I'm, I'm not dismissing the film because I'm, I'm certainly didn't hate it. I watched it last Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and again, like you, I watched the film and I was a little bemused. I think, I think mm. bemused and intrigued when didn't, at the end didn't know the tone, didn't know where the tone was going to lie yeah. with this, did you? It's, you didn't know. know at that time without a bit more research I didn't mm. know if it was bad acting or just the way it was directed yeah. with the coldness um, and the more I looked into it and the more I found out about it and you start as you say replaying those scenes in your head yeah, and all of a sudden it's gone from an okay movie to quite a good movie that you think perhaps it's going to be a really good movie on the next watch. Said this before haven't we that you could sit and watch a dozen movies you know we watch movies quite often where we've seen them before first time watches whatever when you find yourself just sitting absent-mindedly and a scene will pop in your head mm. for no reason whatsoever or something that we've just said has sparked that memory of this movie for me it's done its job yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's it's created something that's lodged in the back of your brain, which is the art of good storytelling, the art of good movie making. How many movies on your first watch have you thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. and within two or three days you can't remember a single scene yeah. from it? It happens all the time, especially on the big screen, you go to the cinema or whatever, because you're overtaken by the size of it and the spectacle yeah. of it. And this is the opposite, well, almost. You've Quite sort key. of enjoyed it. Quite low-key, isn't it, almost? And it's but just... there's so many scenes that are stuck in your head that are replaying, that you're rethinking about, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, yeah, this is what it meant. And Yeah. Just talking to you for the last 20 minutes, half an hour. I'd forgotten about Kato being shot and walking back to the house and just sitting on the bed, you know, just waiting to die. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten about them being locked in the cellar, you know, all of, all of this. I don't know, visually, oh, it's, it, it looked superb. It's a beautiful I, film. I didn't watch it on the projector, I watched it on the TV. I wished I'd watched it on a bigger screen. I think it certainly deserves to be seen on a bigger mm. screen. And I'm definitely going to go back to it very soon. I mean, my rating... At the time, I was going to give it three stars. Okay, which is still six out of ten, yeah. But I'm going to give it four because I think it's one of them ones that, yeah, I think I know what the hype was about now after talking to you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Glad to educate you, Scott. (laughs) I think it's because you made notes. Never thought I'd say that. It's because you made notes this time. It's something you never fucking do. Um, yeah, I'd, if you'd have asked me straight afterwards, I'd have probably said five or six Average out of ten. Film, yeah. yeah. Um, but having had a week for it to sort of sink in, sink in I'd be pushing towards an eight out of ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is surprising because I wasn't holding out a great deal of hope for this one. Because but, there must have been a reason why I've avoided this all this time. It's, it's, there's no mm. reason why we shouldn't have seen this film. Because as you said, it's in everybody's. Right. But the thing is, I've myth. never come across this on TV. I don't think I have. It may have been Movie Drone. I think may have right, shown it. Okay. Alex Cox. I think. But it it's not. It, say I knew the title. I I, I knew yep. of the film, but yep. I've never stumbled across it. And the annoying thing is, if I. If this was on TV now and I came in halfway through or even half hour through, I wouldn't watch it because I'd want to enjoy the whole film yeah. rather than they're already on the road. I'd, I need to see the build-up. The build-up is one yeah. of those sort of stories, isn't it? Yeah, you have yeah, to I, see the whole thing. Mm. It, it's beautifully paced in the way that it has no fast, slow points. It, it's, mm. it just trundles along. Oh, there's no... It, car chases there's no No, random shootouts or there's a little bit that's it even the killings they're not very violent yeah uh, because of the obviously when it was filmed Mm. and not a it's not made a great spectacle of it is part of the story Mm -hmm. it's not leading up to those points yeah would it make a good double bill with natural born killers well, they're two completely different movies, really, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, that that is basically a exploitation it, version of this. Yeah, it's it's a violent. Was it Stone that done that? Oliver Stone, yeah. Um, I saw it on a double bill with Reservoir Dogs when it wow, first came that's, out. That's some violence. <laughs> and that was uh, I'll tell you where it was. It was Lakeside. Cinema. Nice. I actually saw Natural Born Killers at 
the cinema mm. and came out thinking, what the fuck have I just watched? Yeah, it was Oliver Stone being clever again. Yeah, because it, it was just so all over the place. Didn't he used different film stock and yeah, black and white and colour. And... That was the one with the took the Red Indians potions and became all fucking trippy Again, and everything. I, I watched and, it enough. that's the only time I've yeah, ever seen it. I, I I wouldn't rush to go back to it even now, no. No. But um it'd certainly make a good double bill with something else say in this. Say saying about double bills. Go on. A little bit of trivia for you. This will Right. So this the budget of this film was three hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that all really cheap. Yeah. Basically, there was no scenes, was it? It was just outside. No famous people in it, really. There's, there's only it? half a dozen actors throughout the whole yeah. film. Um, it finally got bought up by Warner Brothers, who who paid a million dollars to distribute it. Okay. Okay. Um, so they first put it out with another film from 74. Yeah. On a double bill. Not Young Frankenstein or something. You're very close. 74. It's, it's by the same producer? Should oh, I it's say? another Mel Brooks? Yeah. Blazing Saddles. And Badlands. And Badlands on the same bill. There's <laughs> a bit of variety for you, I suppose. It apparently flopped quite badly, so they pulled it yeah, yeah. and then done some more showings, I think either on its own or with a more appropriate film, which is when it started to pick up and make some money. But... Wow. That, an artistic killing spree film with a, broad, a stupidly yeah. funny comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, because double bills were never that disparate, were they? They were always... Yeah, it was two, two westerns together or... Blooming. Because thinking about I think we've had this conversation before. I remember my brothers going to see Monty Python and the Holy Grail on a double bill with Young Frankenstein. Yeah, great combination. Makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When I read that, I was like, wow, who chose that? Yeah. What audience? You're going to get, obviously, a crossover. It's the audience that doesn't know what they want when they go out, obviously, yeah. isn't it? Oh, what do you fancy tonight? Do you know what? I fancy... <laughs> A depressing bit of violence. Followed by... Uh, and some comedy. But we'll put the comedy on first, shall racist we? Racist comedy. So, so we go home feeling like shit. <laughs> no, I, I would recommend this. I, I would, yeah, I would. I would, but yeah. I think it's it's one of those ones you've got to watch twice to fully yeah. appreciate. Or at least before you give an opinion on it, let it sink in. Yeah, which is the rookie mistake we've just made. Yeah. We should have watched it twice before we started commenting on it. Okay. Well, when we've both watched it for the second time, I think we ought to come back <laughs> yeah. and just have a little mini five-minute review again yeah. on what we thought about it. But Okay. Well, that's Badlands, 1973. Listener already knows what the next week's show's going to be, but let's go through the motions. We'll be back after this. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, as we said, we've got 
a bit of a double bill of 1973 movies coming up. So our next episode in about a week, 10 days time, will be my selection for you, Paul. Now, you haven't seen this before, as you said. Well, you I, have now. But, I had not, no. <laughs> and when did you watch it? Yesterday? Yes. Okay. So first time watch is Peter Bogdanovich. It's 1973. It's Paper Moon. So Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. Randy Quaid pops up as well, which was good to see. We'll talk about that next week. If you haven't seen it, I would you describe it, Paul? Comedy, drama, drama, comedy. Yeah. 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 Filmed in black and white, set in the Depression. Yeah, a bit of a road movie. Road movie, con man gets hitched up with this 10-year-old girl for the reasons we'll explain, and she goes on the road with him. Turns out to be more of an asset than a hindrance yeah. in his con yeah. man activities. Bit of a buddy movie. Yeah, ticks a lot of boxes on the genre. Ticks genres, a lot of boxes it? on the genres. We'll be talking about that. Um, guys, if you haven't seen it, watch it before we start discussing it because I like it. I don't know what Paul's thoughts are on it, but we'll find out when we come back. Paul, thank you for being here during lockdown. It's been a pleasure. See you next time. See you later. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Master arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir.